0: So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, Your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness. Fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. Is my best friend, my shepherd I always have more than enough He offers a resting place for me And his luxurious love His tracks take me to an oasis Of peace, the quiet brook of bliss That's where he restores and revives my life He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure And leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness So that I can bring honor to his name Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Victor
1: Christian Fellowship and our Wednesday night refreshing. Hopefully you're hungry for some faith food because your faith is going to get fed tonight. As God is going to break open his fresh manna from heaven, and he's going to touch our soul and enhance our life. And Father, we give you thanks and praise for your precious, holy, written, and spoken word. It brings good things into being. And Lord, we just love you. We love your word. We love your Holy Spirit. We love your presence, Lord. And tonight we just magnify and worship you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. This is my desire. Let's
2: stand
1: together.
2: Oh, we To say something else. Jesus.
1: We have the ability to stir ourselves up. Amen. We can stir up the gift that is in us. God's put a gift in you. He gave you the gift of eternal life. He gave you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He gave you spiritual gifts. You got some gifts in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're churning the butter. Hallelujah, we're churning that butter. The butter from heaven, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we just release an aerial assault on the kingdom of darkness with our praise father our praise is our spiritual air force yeah. and lord we're unleashing heaven fire missiles on the kingdom of darkness in the name of jesus we're releasing the fire of god to push back the darkness in jesus name. the darkness in our government the darkness in our state, the darkness in our city, Lord. The darkness in this world in the
2: name of Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you. Father, we turn our ears toward you and we just thank you for speaking to us. For I did not call you to sit on the sidelines and watch as your other family members fight the good fight of faith. But I have called you and equipped you to engage the enemy, to not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. And I have given you authority over them. I have given you power over them. I have put you in a position of victory over them. So fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Profess a good confession before many witnesses. Amen. Say, I'm ready to fight. Amen. Well, if you can, have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Glory to God, Who God is good, well we're glad that you're here tonight and if you're watching this through our Facebook page or our YouTube channel, we just welcome you and we know that you'll be blessed by it, that we appreciate the technological advances that we can do things in a very easy way. Hallelujah. God is expanding our reach. Amen. We've got to build up some heirs to the kingdom. Hallelujah. That's why we're here. That's why God sent us here. We want to make you heirs. Just want to let you know a few things. This Saturday, guys, we're having a Barnabas group meeting, but we're not having a breakfast. We're having a Quate Horseshoe Cornhole Barbecue, and it's going to be from 5 to 7 this Saturday. It's going to be a great time, so I want to invite you to come out, and uh, we're just going to have a good time in the Lord. Amen? And um, coming up in November, I'm going to be doing a a Zoom class in India. They're having a month-long Bible school, so I'm going to be teaching uh, two parts of that. excited about that. Um and then uh, tomorrow we have the kids from Northside and Forge here. We're excited about that. Once again, Bible, the adventure begins. Amen. Hallelujah. Going to have a good adventure with the kids. And uh, glory to God. Hallelujah. You excited tonight? I'm excited too. I'm wound up. Amen. And then uh our last guest speaker of the year will be our, the last weekend in October. My brother-in-law, Kel Steiner, he's going to be our special guest for our Everyday Hero Men's Conference. So uh, invite some guys to come. We're going to have a good time with that as well. Praise the Lord. And uh, you know, one of our own just wrote a new book, <laughs> Melissa Schmidt, God in the Everyday, a weekly devotional. Uh, we, I think there's still some copies in the bookstore. Uh, go ahead and check it out, or you can get it on Amazon. Uh, oh, she, she sold out in our bookstore. Someone say, "Praise the Lord." It's it's there are different um, words of wisdom about uh, facts and how they relate to our spiritual walk, and I would encourage you to get a copy. Amen. Hallelujah. We're excited about that. Great job, Melissa. Awesome. Well, as always, we have an opportunity to sow seed in the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, even if you um, sowed before, it's good to sow again. Perpetual seed planting brings a perpetual harvest. Amen. And I want to encourage you, especially if you're watching online, you can do this as well. Go to our website. You can give any time during the service. Put Put your seed in that container or that container over there. Or you can give on our website or through our bookstore or however you want to do it. And Father, I just give you thanks and praise. It is a great privilege and an honor as we rejoice, as we give in faith to your kingdom. We know, Lord, that you reward us with a 30, 60, or 100-fold return. And we just give you thanks and praise for blessing every gift and giver in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. All right. We got some kids for Kids Life tonight. Kids Life on Wednesday night. Glory to God. Thank you all for helping out with the kids and uh, ministering to them. Amen? Amen. And we just want to dismiss you now, kids, to have a good time with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, are you guys ready tonight? All right. We're going to get into this. Glory to God. Got your Bibles. Got your ears on. Got your heart open. You got your seatbelts on. You're ready. Are you ready? All right. Well, we're ready to go. Amen. I want you to turn to the book of Mark, chapter 11. This has been rolling around in my spirit like one of those bingo machines. You know, you put the ball in and it spins, right? And, uh,. Gonna just share some things about having faith in God. You know, when you have faith in God, you can get anything that you need, want, or desire. Yeah. Your faith in God is your source of exchange for all of heaven's goods. And uh, see, you need faith in someone. Big enough to handle any task. You need faith in someone who's true enough not to be able to lie. You need faith in someone who's reliable enough not to fail. Amen? You need faith in someone who's lasting enough to never go away. You need faith in someone who's strong enough to carry the weight of the world. Hallelujah. Oh, you. you need faith in someone who's pure enough to never spoil. Yeah, yeah. And he's unable to be polluted. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. You need faith in someone who's loving enough to be patient with you. You need faith in someone who's knowledgeable enough to know all things. You need faith in someone who's present enough to work everywhere. Faith works everywhere. You need faith in someone who's caring enough to lift you higher. You need faith in someone who's faithful enough to see it through to the end and bring it to pass. Who you got? Someone that can put you over the finish line. Yes! Glory to God. Mm. You need faith in someone who's forgiving enough to show you an abundance of mercy. And His mercy every morning. You need faith in someone who's creative enough to make the invisible visible. Mm, God. It's like you're eating a good meal. Everyone go. Mm, 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 mm. I like that. You need faith in someone who's kind enough to be gracious to you. You need faith in someone who's wise enough to know the end before it starts. You need faith in someone who's strategic enough to make plans to prosper you. And you need faith in someone who's good enough to give you eternal life. Hallelujah. In Mark chapter 11, I want to read verse 22 to 26. And Jesus answering and said unto them, have faith in God. Can Jesus lie? Will Jesus steer you wrong? Will he falsely represent the truth? So he said, have faith in who? Say, my faith, my faith needs, to be in God. needs to be in God. Okay. Then he said, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but he shall believe that those things which he, notice not him, but the person who's doing the talking, He says, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your father... Also, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Interesting. Now, I want you to notice verse 23. I noticed something about this today that I haven't noticed before. Jesus gave us a personal guarantee. What, What would you do if Jesus came to you and personally guaranteed you something, right? Notice what verse 23 says. King James says, for verily I say unto you, right? And uh, see, Jesus operated this way. He lived this way. And he taught us and demonstrated us that we can do the same thing. See, this is how the kingdom works according to King Jesus. So he said, verily I say unto you, NIV says, truly I tell you, that's a guarantee from Jesus. That what he's about to say, it will work if you do it. Okay? The, The New Living Translation says, I tell you the truth. I love what God's Word translation says. I'm going to read that, that whole passage up. God's Word translation says, I can guarantee this truth. This is what will be done for someone who doesn't doubt. Say, tonight, I'm kicking doubt out. Unbelief hit the road. I'm having faith in God. Okay. He says, I will guarantee this truth. This will be done with someone who who doesn't doubt but believes what he says will happen. He can say to this mountain, Be uprooted and thrown into the sea, and it will be done for him. Say, It'll be done for me. Okay? And and the the International Standard Version, I tell you with certainty, and the Weymouth Translation, In solemn truth, I tell you. Okay? See, in order to operate in faith, you've got to understand who God is. If you're supposed to have faith in God, you've got to understand some things about God. Because Jesus said have faith in him. Right? Right? And you've got to understand what he can do. And you've got to understand how he operates. You've got to understand some things about who God is, what he can do, And how he operates. Because Jesus said, have faith in who? Have faith in God. God's a person, God's real, God's an individual who's manifested in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God can be everywhere at any given time. God's a creator, God's a strengthener, God's a father. God is good. God is loving. See, in order to have faith in him, you've got to understand some things about him. Amen? Why? You want to know what character you're putting your trust in. God cannot fail and he cannot lie. Glory to God. All right? So how do we have faith in God? If Jesus said, have faith in God, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible for everybody. He didn't speak to a specific, I mean, although he was speaking to the disciples, he didn't say, he didn't, he didn't name a particular group. He said, have faith in God. Anybody can have faith in God if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Here's a few simple things that will help you have faith in God. Number one, you've got to listen to him. Yeah. Everybody say, listen. See, what he says is the most important and relevant words you will ever hear on any matter. What God says is the most important and relevant words that you will ever hear on any matter. Okay? Faith comes from his heart and his mouth to your heart and out of your mouth. There is a direct correlation. God's word will go directly into your heart, but it's geared to come out of your mouth for it to work for you. See, you're having faith in God. Having faith in God means speaking like God. It means thinking like God. It means acting like God. It means walking like God. Get that defeat mentality out of your mind. God is not defeated. The devil is. God still maintains his position in heaven. The devil lost his. God's words are the final authority on every matter. What God says settles the matter. Yes. Well, I just don't feel like that. If your feelings disagree with God, God's word settles the matter. Yes. If someone else's opinion disagrees with God, God's word settles the matter. Why? Well, it's the highest authority. There's no authority higher than God yes. or his word. Yes. Okay? Yes. All right? So you've got to listen to God. Go to Mark chapter 4. How to have faith in God is you got to listen to God. Why? God
2: talks.
1: (laughs) God speaks to inanimate things. He speaks to light. He speaks to trees. He speaks to storms. He speaks to dead bones. He speaks to dead bodies. He speaks to sicknesses and tells them to leave. God talks. See, there is a language to faith. Faith speaks the language of God. What's the language of God? That's his word. God's word is the language of God. All right? Mark chapter 4, verse 20. These are they which are sown on good ground. Those are people who go to VCF. Such as hear the word... And receive it and bring forth some 30, 60, and some hundredfold. Yeah. Say, I hear, it I, hear it. I it, I receive it, and I bring forth fruit. I bring forth fruit. If you're going to operate in faith, you're going to have to hear what God says, you're going to have to receive what God says, and you're going to have to do what God says. Yeah. Yeah. And the doing will bring forth the fruit. You're not going to get any fruit doing nothing. Right. Faith will always give you something to do. Yes. Whether it's a shout, a run, a walk, a stand up or pick up your mat. Yes. Yeah. Come here, go there, yes. wait. Right. Faith will always give you something to do. Yes. And, it, and, and the miracle won't connect with you until you do what you got to do. Okay. The second thing that you got to do to have faith is you got to look to Him. First thing you got to listen. Second thing is you got to look to Him. All right. Get your eyes off your problem. Put it on Him. Get your eyes off of poverty and put it on the Provider. I mean, if God is everywhere, then faith can work everywhere. See, if God wasn't everywhere, then faith couldn't work everywhere because we're supposed to have faith in God. Right? Yeah. right? But since he's everywhere, faith works everywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay?
2: <laughs> faith works everywhere God is.
1: Okay. All right? What are you looking to God for? You're looking at his glory. You're looking at his power. You're looking at his majesty, and you're looking at his dominion. Amen? Amen? Why? God's word gives you a picture of victory.
2: I'll
1: just give you a quick example. The widow in Zarephath. Everybody say widow. Widow. Okay, the breadwinner died. She's in the midst of a famine. The picture that she had, one meal, die. This is my death celebration. We're going to eat our last meal and we're going to die. Okay. Prophet comes along, who is, who, whose man is the, God, is the prophet? God's man. Say he's God's man. God's man. See, in the Old Testament, God had to have some prophets represent him because he wasn't in everybody. He would only come on people. Okay? Prophet comes along, and she's, she's got this picture, I'm going to die. He gives her another picture. Give it to me, and God will supply I'm gonna change your picture of die into divine supply. But in order to do in order to get the divine supply, you gotta do something. Yeah. Give it to me first. Yeah. And she says, Well, you are a man of God, so here you go. Yeah. She serves him the pancake. And guess what? Her picture changed. Yeah. Instead of seeing herself die, she saw her and the prophet and her son eating for many days. The picture totally changed. Why? She exercised faith in God. You want your picture to change? Change the input. (laughs) Yeah, you know. If you're listening to a voice that disagrees with God, you've got to stop listening to that voice. Put, it, put that voice on eternal hold. Send that voice to robocall. Alright? So, you've you got to listen to God, and you've got to look to God to have faith in Him. Okay? Okay? And you're looking at his glory, his majesty, his dominion, his power, his ability, his blessing, his wisdom. His, okay? Then thirdly, you got to love him. You got to love him. All right. What's the greatest commandment? To love who first? The Lord your God. Yes. Right? The, everybody say the greatest commandment. The greatest. The greatest commandment, according to Matthew 22, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and and then love your neighbor as yourself. When you got the relationship with God right, it's easy to do the other part. But you've got to love God. Okay? 1 Corinthians 13, 12. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. I'm going to read this from the Amplified. It says, for now, in this time of imperfection, we see a mirror dimly, a blurred res- reflection, a riddle, an enigma. but when but then, when the time of perfection comes, we will see the reality face to face. That's Jesus, right? Now I know in part, just in fragments, but then I will know fully, as I have been fully known by God. Verse thirteen. And now there remain. Everybody say remain. remain. Faith is going to be here. Faith, hope, and love. Right? But the greatest of these is love. But the three work together. Okay? But you got to love God. Your love walk affects your faith walk why God is love so if you're operating out of love you're not having faith in God right. cuz God is love and we're supposed to have faith in God okay yes. yes. okay so you got to look you got to listen to God you got to look to God you got to love God and you got to you got to live for him and his purpose everybody say live for him yeah, yeah God didn't call you to be a bump on the log he called you to live an active, victorious life. Amen. Do you realize Jesus lived a perfect life for 33 and a half years? For 30, for 30 years, he did no, no miracle. What did he do? He built tables. He built houses. He knew he was come here to save the world. But for 30 years, he served his father. He took care of the family business. Until he got baptized. Then then everything changed. He got baptized in water. The Holy Ghost came on him. And he started performing miracles. First one was to do some party supplies at a wedding. Galatians 2.20. Paul said this. I've been crucified with Christ. How many of you have been crucified with Christ? Paul said it's no longer... He said, I've been crucified with Christ. I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Oh, my goodness. Say, Christ lives in me. The anointed one lives in you. Why? Because you had faith in God, and you called on Jesus, and he became your Savior, and he moved into your heart. Therefore, he is in you. Christ lives in me, the life that I now live, in the body, I live by faith. I live by faith in God. Who loved me, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. The Son of who? Right? Jesus was God's perfect representative on earth because he was God in the flesh. Hallelujah. So, you got to live for God's purpose. God didn't bring you out of spiritual death so you could die so you could die again. He brought you out of spiritual death so you can live. Yeah. He wants you to live. Yeah. He wants you to live a, a, a successful, prosperous life until he comes. Yeah. Amen. Say, I'm living. He wants you to live, glory to God. He wants you to enjoy life. What kind of life? Abundant life. Overflowing life. Too much life. You can live that way when you have faith in God. And then finally, to have faith in God, you need to let his words be your words. You need to let his words be your words. Yeah. He told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of your what? The mouth. What's the book of the law? That's the book of God. Yeah. Huh. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Why? Because you've got to speak the word of God to release faith for your situation. Yeah. See, having faith in God is speaking God's words. Jeremiah 1 7. Not the bullfrog, the prophet. Jeremiah 1 7. The Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a young man. Stop downplaying you and your ability and what you think you can or cannot do. Stop saying that you're just a child. Stop saying that you can't do this. Stop saying that you can't have that. Stop saying that you can't drive that. Stop saying that you can't wear that. Stop saying that. He said, don't say that I'm only a young man because everywhere I send you, you shall go and whatever I command you, that you shall speak. Hallelujah. Say, I'm under command. Speak God's words. I have God's results. I have faith in God.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Glory to God. Ephesians says, speak the truth in love. Stop lying. It's just a white lie. I don't care what color you put on it. Every time you lie, you agree with the devil. You might as well just be truthful. If someone asks you to do something that you don't want to do, you don't have to make up an excuse. Just say, I don't want to do it. Just say no. You don't have to protect hurting their feelings. I don't want to do that. Be truthful about it. 2 Corinthians 4.13, we have the same spirit of faith, that means the same spirit of God. Faith in God, if you have the spirit of faith, you've got to have the spirit of God. They go together. We have the same spirit of, of God or faith as he had, who wrote in the scriptures, I believe, therefore I what? You should only speak what you believe. Too many times we speak what we don't believe. Right. That's a lie. It ain't working for me. It just worked. You spoke what you didn't believe. Why would you expect to get it if you don't believe? The word of God is the purest communication with God. Why? It's absolute truth. Okay? God waits to hear his words so that he can perform it. Right? Yes. What are you waiting on? I'm waiting for you to speak the word so I can do it. See, God's not doing his part because you're not doing your part. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every what? That proceeds out of where? Out of of the mouth of God. See, the word has to be real to you before there's any power released with it. So that you've got to have a revelation of what God is saying. If you don't have a revelation, you might as well just say, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. Because you'll have the same effect. Yeah. Okay.
2: I'm wondering
1: where you are. All right. <laughs> you know, there's something unique about God's word. Jesus said the words that I speak. Whose words did he speak? His Who's his father? God. God. <laughs> so Jesus never spoke anything that God didn't speak. So he said in John six sixty three he said, the words that I speak, they're spirit and life. Yeah. Listen, too many times we speak death over our situation and we're not speaking life. His words are spirit and life. In other words, his word is life-giving, life-creating, life-making. All right, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. <laughs> Who we have to have faith in? Say, say, my situation that I'm in right now is not going to stay the same after this moment. Things are about to change. Things are about to improve. Things are about to get uh, uh, better. Hallelujah. It's about to happen. Things are about to change drastically in your life. Why? Because I have faith in God. I'm getting a faith alignment tonight. Hallelujah. I've had faith in some other things, but now I'm putting my faith in God. I'm fixed on God. Hallelujah. I'm focused on God. I'm full of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Things are looking up. Yeah, because you're looking up. Yeah. Hallelujah. Talk it up. Yeah. Live it up. Act it up. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. I mean, if you win, you got to act like a winner. Yeah. you got to talk like a winner. Yeah. you got to talk like you're healed. Yeah. You ask me how my finger is. It's getting better every day. Yeah determined determine if Samson's hair can grow, my nail can grow glory to God, and it's going to grow too. It's growing. Better and better. Hebrews 11.1 one. <laughs> I like how the Amplified labels this. He labels it triumphs of faith. Oh, yeah. Say with faith, with faith, I triumph all the time. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. With faith you can't lose. With faith, you achieve goals. With faith, you, 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 you get what you need, want and desire, glory to God. Hebrews 11:1. Now faith is. Faith in who? God. Faith in God. Yes. Not faith in feelings, not faith in opinions, not faith in experts. Not faith in your past, yeah. but faith in who? God. God. If your faith is not in God, it's misplaced. Right. Yeah. And you better find it. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for. Hallelujah. Divinely guaranteed. Guaranteed. The evidence of things not seen. The conviction of their reality. Are you convicted that what God said is a reality versus your, the reality that you see with your natural eyes? Yeah. There is a spiritual reality, which is greater than the natural reality. In the natural, Paul and Silas were locked up, but in the spirit, they were free. Yeah. And when they released what was in the spirit, it affected their natural. Amen, They had faith in God. Who did they begin to praise? They began to praise God. And God, when you when you look to God, He comes on the scene. Yes, I am. Who? I gotta get this tape myself. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Oh, glory. Yeah. <laughs> I got this bill to pay. I'm just giving you an example. I got this bill to pay, but there's no money to pay it. But you got a provider. Yes. Yeah. And you can use your faith in God. Say, God, I need help in paying this bill. Right? You look to God. You listen to God. Right? You live for God. Right? You let his words be your words. Right? He can change, he can get money to you to pay that bill because you do it by faith. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peter and Jesus. They come before the temple in Capernaum. They don't have their Judas is somewhere else. They don't have the treasurer. You know, when you have a treasurer, you don't carry the money. Right. Do you think the president carries the money? No, when, when Donald Trump was president, he didn't carry money. No. He had people pay for stuff that he needed. <laughs> the pre- he had to put his credit cards and stuff away. Yes. Right? Someone else carries the money. That's good. When you're Jesus, you don't carry the money. That's why you have a treasurer. Ah. Oh. Well, they had a temple tax. Right? Right? How are you going to pay the tax? I don't have no money, but I got faith. Say, I got faith. I got faith. Hey, Peter, why don't you go throw in a line in the first fish you catch? See, faith will always tell you something to do. Yes. Yes. Peter says, okay. Psh, I got one. Psh, what's in its mouth? Oh, They use faith to pay their tax. They didn't have any money, but by faith, money came to them. What was the second fish for? That was for lunch. You know, if if you're going to say the first fish, there's going to be more coming. If, If more weren't coming, you wouldn't have said first, go catch the only fish. He said, go catch the first fish. All right? (laughs) I'm telling you, faith will give you full of joy. (laughs) (laughs) Moses is leading two to three million people out of Egypt. And they come up against the Red Sea and the Egyptian army. What are you going to do? You can't shovel the water out. You can't bucket the water out. You gotta, you gotta have faith in God. What's in your hand? A staff. Raise it up. So. So God makes a way through a barrier that nobody knew of, that nobody knew was there. Because Moses had faith in God, and God asked him, what's in your hair? He gave him an instruction, and Moses did it, and look what happened. The Red Sea opened. I'm telling you, God will open the Red Sea if he needs to. There's no barrier that can stop you from your blessing. There's nothing that can stop you from your healing or from your victory or from your strength. Why? We got the God who makes a way. He can bulldoze water open and hold it in place. And you walk on dry land, they didn't even walk in mud. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Verse 3. By, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of what? Yeah, God. Say the worlds. The world. What worlds? Mm-hmm. Wow. The visible world, the invisible world, the spirit world, other worlds. Wow. They were framed by what? If God can frame the world, don't you think he could help your situation out? If his word is powerful enough to hold the world up, don't you think that his power is enough for you to change your situation? All right. Look at verse 4. Who did Abel offer to? He offered to God. When you give an offering, who are you giving it to? You're giving it to God. Why? He's the only one that can multiply it. When you give to God, you don't lose, you gain. There is nobody who ever gave anything to God that lost in the Bible. Abraham gave his son and he raised his son from the dead. Abraham believed that if I give Isaac, I know God, and my God is a life giver. Why? He gave life to my body. He gave life to my wife's womb. He brought us a child in our old age. And if he can bring us a child in our old age, he can resurrect him if I kill him. So if I kill him, I can't lose. Yeah. Yeah. That was the attitude that Abraham gave Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Oh, my goodness. See, you have to have, to have faith in God, you need a revelation of who he is. And it needs to be stronger than your feeling. It needs to be greater than your circumstance. Oh, hallelujah. There's nowhere, I mean, think of how low Samson got. He allowed his eyes to be plucked out, shaved his head. He's pushing that wheel. You think that that's a pretty bad circumstance, right? But while he's pushing the wheel, he's looking to God. He's listening to God. He's calling on God. And God had mercy on him. And his hair began to grow while he's pushing that wheel. His hair began to grow longer and longer and longer until finally it was the length of where it was. And he told the young man, he said, put me near the pillars, right? See, Samson was the greatest comedian. He brought the house down. And he said, put me between these two pillars. His strength had returned. And in his death, he killed more Philistines than he ever did when he was alive. Glory to God. See, you could be in the worst situation that you think you could be in. God has a way of turning it around. Yeah. Yeah. Why? We have faith in who? God. Okay. Go, go, with, go to Romans 4 for just a second. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My goodness. It's getting thick in here. Yeah. You. Your life's about to change. Oh, well, my life was pretty good. Oh, it's about to get better than good. Why settle for good when you can have the best? Amen. Why settle for mediocrity when you, have, when you can have the greatest? Amen. Why sell God short when he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think? Say, my God is able. Okay. All right, Romans 4, verse 3. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed who? Did you know Abraham didn't have a Bible? Abraham didn't have a church. In order to have church, he had to build an altar. Abraham believed God. God said God appeared to him and talked to him. And God's word was sufficient enough for Abraham to leave. I mean, when you're seventy five, it's about time to get out of the house. I mean, seriously. Right? I mean, we want teenagers to get out of the house. Abraham was still living with his dad when he was seventy five years old. It's about time to get on your own, son. Go, go. god had to hear a word from god to get out of the house (laughs) glory to god his father was praying (laughs) what did he get for believing god according to verse three what did he get for believing god it was counted unto him for what how did he become righteous he believed god right when you believe god you get made right so if you came in here wrong you're about to leave right. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, so he had faith in God and he became righteous, right? Verse 6. Even David also described the blessedness of the man to whom, who? God imputes righteousness without works. Say, without works. You don't work to become righteous. You believe to become righteous. You can't work enough to become righteous. All you can do is put your trust in Him to become righteous. God did not make righteousness a full time job, He didn't even make it a part time job. It's a gift. It's a gift. Amen? All right? So, David talked about it. Go down to verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to what only which is of the law, but to also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Who did Abraham believe in? He believed in God. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father. Who made him a father? God made him a father. What made him a father? It was the promise that God made to him. Abraham believed what God said. All right? Before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead there's some dead about to be made alive that word quicken means make alive you got a dead bone it's about to be made alive you got a dead organ it's about to be made alive you got a dead joint it's about to be made alive hallelujah there's some things coming to life tonight glory to god why because we have faith in god and god is a life giver god is a life promoter Anything dead around God resurrects. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. All
1: right, verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to what? Who spoke it to him? God spoke it. Can you trust what God says? Yes. Abraham did and he became a father. When it was past the age of becoming a father. Can you imagine being a father at 99 years old and your wife 90, walking into the Hershey emergency room? Everybody looking at you like, what in the world? (laughs) That's what faith can do. Faith does the impossible, it does the impossible. When it looks like you're not going to make it, faith says, watch what I can do. Hallelujah. All right? All right? Verse uh, 19, and being not weak in faith. Don't let your faith become weak. You know, Jesus described little faith, no faith, great faith, and now we're seeing weak faith. How do you not let your faith become weak? What did he do to keep his faith strong? He considered not his own body now dead. Stop checking your body. When God does something, you'll know it. All right? The woman with the issue of blood, she knew something was done in her body. And, uh... When he was about 100 years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. See, unbelief will cause you to stagger. Yeah, wrong person. Wow. It's, too, it's, it's too big. It's too, too incredible. I don't deserve it. Shut up. <laughs> you do deserve it. Why? Because God said you do. Yeah. Yeah. But was strong in faith, giving what? Through praise, your faith remains strong because when you praise, you can't focus on your problem. When you praise, you can't focus on your pain. When you praise, you focus on God. Therefore, in that atmosphere, God will strengthen your faith. Strength strength will come to your faith. He kept his faith strong by glorifying God and being fully persuaded that what God had promised what he had promised with a capital H. He was able to perform. He promised it and he performed it. Say, God promised it and God will perform it. All I need to do is believe it. All I need to do is believe it. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, let me just give you this real quick and then I'm, I'm closing. See, who God is needs to be real to you. If you need healing, you need, to, you need to have the reality of the healer. Right? You have to be fully persuaded. And I just want to leave you with this. Um, you know when uh, the woman with the issue of blood, she, uh, she, she heard him. She heard about him. Who did she come to? She came to Jesus. She came to him. Who is him? He's God's son. He's God's representation on the earth. Right? Okay. She touched his robe. Right? She didn't touch anybody else's robe. She was focused and fixed on him. Everybody say on him. And Jesus, you know, she said, if I touch his clothing... I'll be made whole. Jesus recognized in himself that power had gone out from him. Why? Someone touched him. Someone listened to him. Someone sought him. Someone uh, went after him. She wasn't going after healing. She was going after him. And in in finding the healer, she got healed. She fell down before him. She told him the whole truth. He said, daughter, your faith in God has restored you to health. Amen? Amen? I got so much more to say. We'll have to continue this next week. Who do you have faith in? You're supposed to look to him, listen to him, live for him, love him, and let his words be your words. And anything will be possible to you. You will do the impossible. You will receive the impossible. You will have the impossible. Amen? Hallelujah. Freedom from debt. Able to buy someone else's house for them. Come on. Come on. Say, I'm coming up tonight. Say, I'm coming out tonight. tonight. I'm breaking free tonight. I'm being loose tonight. I'm being restored tonight. Hallelujah. I'm being filled tonight. Glory to God. We have faith in God. Hallelujah. Faith in God. I have faith in God. Glory to God. Let's give God a shout. Hallelujah. Come on. Faith in God. You down. He'll never lie to you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll be with you. He'll carry the load. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have faith in God. He can grow this church. Hallelujah. I have faith in God that every one of these seats is going to be called out to a person in the name. Jesus, hallelujah. Why? We got refreshing here. We got inheritance here. We got healing here. We got salvation here. We got some fire here. We got some fire here. Hallelujah. We got some joy here. We got gladness here. We got rejoicing here. We've got freedom here. We've got help here. He's a very present help in trouble. Glory to God. Yes. We've got victory here. We've got a covenant here. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. We are in covenant with God. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Some of you got to shout. Woo. Shout for joy. Shout for joy. Hallelujah. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Glory to God. Lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God is going to use you to change an atmosphere of a school. Because he's going to combine his super with your natural. Oh, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that Christ lives in her. She brings Christ to the classroom, Christ to the hallway, Christ to the gymnasium, Christ to the cafeteria. Hallelujah. And she's going to bring peace to that school. She's going to kick out the devil in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Strengthen her with a fresh and new anointing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is no coincidence. Ha. 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 I'm unlocking the purpose that I have for you, my daughter. My purpose has always been there but you needed the confidence to operate in it now the blessings going to come in the name of Jesus the anointing is going to flow
2: the light is going to shine through you